from the big screen to the small screen and everything in between. This is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hello and welcome to the Screeners Podcast. I'm Daniel. This is Chad. I'm Chris. And I'm Josh. And we are back to talk all things media. We've got a tight episode for you tonight. Just a single review of Logan. But before we get to that, go like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at ScreenersCast. We want to hear from you. We want to hear what you thought of Logan and hear who, which, which of us was wrong about the movie and what we said that made you angry. Okay? So go ahead and Give do us that. all your hate. All of it. Spoiler, spoiler alert, Josh it's Josh. Thrives off of that hate. Okay, <laughs> he needs it to survive. So if you love Josh, you will give us your hate. Yes. And with that, we'll move into the main event. Welcome to the main event. This week we're reviewing Logan. We got ourselves an X-Men fan. Maybe a quarter of it happened. And not like this. In the real world, people die. Logan. I don't want to talk about it. Logan. Just stop. Be careful. I need the girl. What girl? Go get her. You still have time. The IMDb description is as follows. In the near future, a weary Logan cares for an ailing Professor X in a hideout on the Mexican border. But Logan's attempts to hide from the world and his legacy are upended when a young mutant arrives being pursued by dark forces. It's directed by James Mangold. It stars Hugh Jackman, Patrick Stewart, and it is definitely a departure from other uh, films in the franchise. And I can't wait to dive into what you guys thought of Logan. So, Chad. Tell us, what did you think? What, first of all, I guess, give us a little bit of background uh, on the X-Men franchise, how you how you feel about it, what you, if you've enjoyed those films that have come before, and then uh, how you felt uh, generally about Logan. Sure. First of all, let me say I'm in a hotel room on the side of a mountain in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. <laughs> and so I left my uh, cable at home, so I'm, I don't have a, a mic that's working, so I'm just yelling into my laptop, and I'm sure the people next door to me are super happy about that. But all of that aside, to answer your question, uh, I think yeah. the original X-Men, Brian Singer, was kind of, if not the first, one of the first in the renaissance slash rebirth of comic book films that began to yeah. make these pictures become a part of the natu- of the national uh, consciousness, if you will. Uh, the good you know, ones, anyway. They used to yeah. really suck before, sure. before X-Men. Yeah. yeah, it began to kind of turn the corner and show people that you could take a comic book and turn it into a decent film. Uh, I think that went up to 11 on X2, which is still one of my favorite comic book movies. It doesn't hold up as well as some comic book films, but I do think uh, just really visceral and exciting and so the X-Men franchise in general for me has been up and down I think uh, First Class was great Days of Future Past was amazing X uh, X three was a travesty, one of the worst things ever. And then I wasn't a big fan of Apocalypse. I know we reviewed that here on the podcast, and I, I don't yeah. remember if I think we were all kind of disappointed. I was very very disappointed. Uh, but when we split off into these Wolverine movies, uh, James Mangold's The Wolverine gave us all a lot of hope, uh, and so I thought a lot of that was really very good, uh, which brought us up to Logan. And I think from the moment I saw the trailer, I was very 
hopeful is the word. I knew it was going to be rated R. I know that it was loosely based on Old Man Logan comic, although it was, the story would be completely different. But I am happy to report that this movie immediately, for me, is in the top two or three uh, favorite quote-unquote comic book movies uh, that I've ever seen. Uh, wow. Pri- primarily because, and this is just a personal thing for me, I am a sucker for for what you would call, I guess, one last job kind of movies. Um, hmm. I'm a sucker for the old world-weary person who used to be a, a crook or a bank robber or whatever, and they got to do the job one more time. And what I really love about this movie is it reminds me of one of my favorite movies, which is a Western that won Best Picture called Unforgiven. It's yeah. Clint, Clint Eastwood. He's pulled back in, kicking and screaming as the the reluctant hero. And it really reminded me tonally of that movie of Unforgiven, which is still one of my favorite movies uh, in my top ten of all time. And so I know when we get into specifics, uh, we can talk a little bit more about exactly what it is I like about it. But the the big picture view for me is that the more and more that we continually get this deluge of comic book movies, the more and more that we begin to realize that these are infinite films and there is no sense of finality to them. Nobody ever dies. Nobody's in in, in any real danger. It's just one movie that may be good, but is just setting up the next movie. And what I loved about this particular film, without going into any spoilers, is that it, and I didn't know how this movie ended before I saw it, but I felt as if there were real stakes all the way through. I felt as mm. if when things happened, it had real weight. The performance of Hugh Jackman is absolutely stellar. Uh, now, it, there, I have some problems with this movie, and we can get into that later. But overall, I thought the tone was pitch perfect. I thought the yeah. story was right on point. Uh, and it felt like a movie that was, it just felt like a real grounded film that was interested in some serious questions and of course it had tons of action it's unbelievably violent uh you know that right from the first scene but i don't think it's just a dumb action movie for me i thought that the the relationship between uh, jackman's character and the little girl was very believable people were you know cheering at some points and and crying in other points and so I think this movie has resonated with a lot of people because it just feels like a great movie, not just another comic book movie. So for me, uh, it's a huge, huge victory and a thumbs up. Nice. Okay. All right, Josh, how about you? What's been your relationship with the X-Men franchise maybe as a whole? And then what did you think generally of Logan? Uh, Let's see. Franchise as a whole. (laughs) I remember liking X-Men, I think. X2... If I remember right, that was the one with Mystique where the costumes got even crazier and the, they stepped up the special effects a little bit more. And that one was... I, I don't have quite the love for it that Chad has simply because I don't remember it quite as well. But after that, I pretty much just stopped. After they made two, they just kept going and I I just stopped. So when Logan came out, come to find out this is like the eighth or ninth X-Men movie and the... Is this the ninth. third Wolverine his movie ninth. or the second? I know, it's, it's, it's his ninth time. Okay, that's this, what it was. The, it's his ninth time and the second Wolverine third. only movie? Third? third. Okay. That's yeah. what I thought. I was just unable to find the third one now, looking, trying to look it up. Yeah, but, it's X-Men yeah, so, Origins, Wolverine, The Wolverine, and oh, now Logan. Yeah, those are, those are the three Wolverine-only films. So 
that's a lot of movies and especially yeah. a lot of movies for one one character in the team like he's the only interesting x-man um which is a little weird but he is so this this movie was kind of like me coming back to watching the x-men movies because i don't i don't think i have since maybe the last stand did i see that one that one was terrible wasn't it the last stand yeah yeah. yes that's x3 it it was it was very poorly that's an insult to the word terrible (laughs) it was poorly executed i i don't know if it's as terrible as most people say that it is um it 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 went off the rails in a lot of ways it's a very different film than what um x the the first x-men or x2 was it kind of it went in a very different direction after since it was the third one after that i figured okay the we have fully left the rails and I'm just not going to worry about these anymore. (laughs) So this was me coming back and right from the trailer, I couldn't help but like it because they, they made it feel very different from, from a normal superhero movie, obviously with the Johnny cash song. And then who was it that completely ripped off that trailer? Someone else did an identical trailer almost pirates. pirates Yeah. Pirates. That's what it was. Those jerks. Uh, So anyway, I was, I, I'm a little bit fatigued on superhero movies, but I was at least interested to see what they did with this one. Right. And I will just start out by saying there is just a lot of Wolverine in this movie. There is, (laughs) we can talk more about that later, but it's very, there's, there's a lot of Wolverine and I, I will echo just about all of what Chad said and, and that the movie feels like it does feel very much like a, another one last job movie. It feels weighty and Hugh Jackman is very good. Patrick Stewart is fantastic. I love Give that man some sort of an award. In yes. my opinion, man, he was good in this. Just, just wonderful. And <laughs> Stephen Fry, I was like that, that is Stephen Fry in costume. And yeah, I like him. Yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't want to say anything else until we start uh spoiling the plot for everyone. But <laughs> I enjoyed it. I may have may have teared up. We can talk about that later. Oh. Yes. Yeah. In a in a in a superhero movie no less, I know. Right? It's right. Yeah. 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 It was, it's it was amazing really, what happens it was when they feeling. It's amazing what happens when they make a, a good movie and uh, just it so happens to be about superheroes. It, it works yeah. out well. Yeah. So my parting shot for this is that we've been talking about how there have been nine X-Men movies. Wikipedia yeah. is is claiming Deadpool somehow as an X-Men movie. Um, yeah. So they're, well, they're claiming say, 10. I, huh? What I was saying is, is that he's been in nine X-Men movies. I don't know. if I, I, I don't know. Was he in? I guess he was in. Uh, first class. He's been in all of them, I guess, hasn't he? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Cameo. Yeah. So I was just gonna say that since Wikipedia is including that one, they have a they have a budget and box office list for the the series as a whole. The budget of these movies is one point three billion dollars with a B, and yeah. the box office is four point six billion dollars. It's a good I'll return just, on investment. I'll just leave right that there. there. Yeah. Yeah, and this well, one is only helping that. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say. I was, I was just to say that. Office. Yeah. It's an it did 84, 88 million this last weekend, uh, and they were projecting uh, that you know just Sunday alone was going to be like twenty one million. So like it, yeah. it, it is actually twenty four. So like it's blowing out 
all of their expectations, what they thought it was going to do. Like it's doing a lot better than, than all that. Yeah, so that I know worldwide it's like 260 million against yeah. like a $97 million budget. So it's already a huge yeah. hit. Prepare for a flood of R rated superhero movies. That is also well, I true. Think, I think Deadpool do that. And I'm going to actually, that's what I was going to talk about when I, when I chat. So we'll, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely want to talk to you guys about, about that. So, okay, Josh, anything else you wanted to say about Logan before we moved on? No, I think that's that's pretty much it. I, Josh, I think I, I, love I, think I have like to give movie. it a thumbs up. I think I yeah. have to. I love it. Yeah. All right, Daniel. I saw a mini review on Facebook, uh, but I'm curious, what is your kind of uh, elongated thoughts on Logan? Look, obviously, I love this movie. I don't yeah. need to belabor that. <laughs> Logan is one of the smartest moves that a studio has made regarding superhero movies in a very long time. People kept talking about, oh, it's a risk. It's an R-rated, R-rated superhero movie. Oh, what a risk. I'm calling BS on that. This was no risk from the start. This yeah. is what everybody wanted. I mean, this was going to be a hit from day one. So uh, I'm not exactly sure what the risk was, but it works on every level. It is the superhero movie that that we've all wanted. It is gritty. It's brutal, um, but it's really heartfelt and human. Man, I mean, this is exactly what a Wolverine movie should be. I mean, like Superman has superhuman strength. Batman has gadgets. Wolverine has freaking claws that come out of his hands that are made to rip people's faces off. So it should be as brutal as this was. Um, And and it it is it is brutal and violent and it works. The whole movie is just gritty and it feels weighty. Exactly what Chad said. The stakes feel so real. And they didn't have to resort to some world-ending disaster. It's a very personal story. It's just about basically just about taking a girl across the country. Um, it's very small. Yeah, it's very small scale, and, and yeah. I love that. That that allows it to be so much more personal. And, I kept and looking so, for the giant blue light that was going to shine oh, into gosh. the sky. Right, I don't was like, even, when is that going to happen? Don't even get me started. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, that's that's what I love about this movie. It allows it to be so much more personal, delve deeper into the minds of of Wolverine and and Charles Xavier and they're old. I, 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 you know, you guys have said it all. It's it's um, it's so personal and fantastic. Everything. It, it, the violence doesn't feel brutal just because it's an R-rated movie. It feels warranted, and it feels like this is exactly how it needs to be. So, yeah, Logan is everything it should be. It's the grown-up answer to Marvel Studios. I know it's the end of the Wolverine saga, but I hope they realize what they've tapped into and don't, you know, squander it. Like you guys said, I hope there's not a, another deluge of, of R-rated superhero movies, but that, that maybe Fox can at least keep doing something good with it. But, um... Yeah, I love this movie a lot. Yeah, okay. Well, just real quick, uh, some of the thoughts that I had and maybe some discussion points that we can bring up before we head into spoilers. But for me, X-Men has always been my favorite franchise within comic books. Um, The X-Men, that universe, these characters are my absolute favorite. From the moment I saw the X-Men 1990s animated series, I fell in love with this character, these characters. And uh, when Patrick Stewart was cast as Charles Xavier in the very first film, I, you know, of course, I'm a huge Star Trek fan, so I love him and I, I love, you know, what he can do in that role. He's absolutely perfect. And so for me, I've had a, a love for, for all of these 
uh, all of these films. Um, and I think, you know, we've already talked a lot about that. And I think this movie, as is, doesn't exist if it wasn't for how well Deadpool did last year. There's no way. I think you, when, when you say, Daniel, that you, you thought it was risky, I think from a studio perspective, they thought it was risky. I'm sure... All of us here uh, talking, we would say, yeah, that's what we want. We want that. But I think the studios was worried that it wouldn't do as well because obviously R-rated films you can't normally can't do as well because you, you're 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 whittling away an, an audience that uh, would normally be able to be there if it was a PG-13 film. So Deadpool's success definitely uh, gave the the producers and the writers for this film the license to be able to do something new and creative that is this film. And I think, for me, uh, this movie stands alone. It is very odd. There are some moments in this film that make it seem as though perhaps this exists in an alternate universe, which, based on what happened in the end of the last uh, X-Men Days of Future Past film, I think this may, we may be seeing a, a an alternate universe type type situation here because there's a there's a moment where logan finds an x-men comic book and he makes reference to the fact that it was never really like that nothing really like that really happened and so this is a very real world the first 15 minutes of this movie logan who is now like a, a glorified uber driver drives past the the wall the mexican american wall uh, and, uh, and that kind of sets the tone that this world is, uh, very divided. This world is very, uh, uh, very prejudiced and very concerned about the threat of mutants and that this entire world is just very dark and grim. And you've got right smack dab in the middle of it, this, this old gruff war worn, uh, character of Logan and he, I honestly, you know, I'll be honest with you. I, I'd gotten really, I was done with Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. I was like, recast him. He needs to be another character, whatever. But man, as a swan song to this character, there is there was nothing better than this. This old man, Logan, trying to protect a Charles Xavier who is aging and perhaps even mentally unstable. That is frightening in and of itself, if you know these characters. And then you've got this uh, amazing uh, child that's thrown into the mix. For me, it is just a, a fine film, just by itself. If you knew nothing else about the X-Men universe or that franchise, and you just wanted to watch something that is a, a character piece that's also um, about something, and I think, Daniel, in your review on Facebook, you even said something about it being very human, feeling very, very grounded and human. Is, is that right? Is that what you said yeah, on Facebook? Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. Like, I think this is the most human superhero film I've ever seen. Um, and just the feeling of how you would feel in his situation. I don't want to get too into spoilers, but like the, the sudden realization of what his world is, how grim it could be. And then finding something worth fighting for again is just it was wonderfully done, masterfully done. I, I am really very, very excited about this film. I've seen a lot of people, some of my friends, um, some of you who even listen to the podcast, very concerned about the level of violence, especially violence with children in it. What did you guys think of that? I'm just curious. Like, did did, did any of you? Did any of you? I know Daniel, you're the only one who's not uh, a, a parent, um, but you guys who are all 
parents and obviously you too, Daniel, but like, what did you think about the, the level of violence that in, in including children in that? What, what, how did you guys deal with that? We keep calling this a superhero movie, but it's really yeah. not. It's really a, right. it's really more like a, a Western. like a Western with, with yeah. people that are superheroes in it. And yeah. I think specifically with the violence, the Wolverine character, violence is intertwined with his character for as far back as, as this character goes. He's always been yeah. uh, you know, full of rage and full of anger. And what I really liked about this, and I, and I may be overreaching here, but to me it, it almost felt as if the movie was while necessarily showing that a creature or a person with these characters or these characteristics – would be, uh, this is how it would actually be. I mean, he even makes a comment when you're talking about it where he's like, people died. We were talking about the comics and people actually died. So on the one hand, it's necessary, but I also feel almost like as if it's commenting on the fact that even though that was, because it was such a part of Logan's story, we now see the evidence of him as an older man who is just frankly torn apart by it by the choices that he has made, even though he became what he was, not by, by any fault of his own, but the life literally, that, yeah. he's literally eating away eating from, right. yeah, he's literally toxic on the inside. Right. That, yeah. That, yeah. And I think a large part of that, and, and I think that theme is mentioned a few times when he's talking to the girl is yeah. that when, you know, and we can't talk about it without spoilers, but in, in things that he says, is that each one of those deaths has a consequence. It has a toll. And even though you may be able to live with it, you never can really live with it. And so that's what I, it will tear you apart. And so yeah. that's why, that, and that's just one small example of the multiple layers that in which this movie works. Uh, the script is really concerned with those kinds of things and commenting on them while at the same time, uh, giving examples that would be thrilling. And so I think that's yeah. what elevates this movie is that it, it is certainly violent because that's what it needs to be while at the same time saying there are real consequences when this kind of thing happens. So for me, specifically related to the kids, if we're going to have a world where this is the ki- where these are the kinds of things that happen, that's the logical outcome of that. So obviously this is never something I would take my child Two, um, right. so yes. I don't know. You know, I don't know how to answer that other than to say that I thought it was appropriate for the story and the world that it was trying to tell for me, anyway. Yeah, Josh. I mean, what do you think about that that subject matters? Because this is these are from viewers from the show. They've made some they made some comments on Facebook, and I and I just yeah, I'm just curious what 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 you thought with the the panel here. Thanks. Yeah, it's I don't I hadn't really um spent too much time reflecting on it, but yeah. it is in retrospect it is interesting to have a kid being involved in the making of a movie and you wouldn't necessarily want them to see their own movie. I was thinking because, the exact same thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. because uh, I mean obviously when when they're making it, it's it's there are stunt doubles and there's just essentially dance choreography. There's a but, veil. There's a veil yeah. of what you're making. Yeah. Yeah. And you wouldn't want them to see both what they do and what, you know, what the other characters in the movie do. And yeah. So it it is interesting from that perspective. Back to the whole western theme. There this this movie is overtly a western, not just Oh yes. Oh not yeah. Just yeah. us talking about it being one. It it is overtly a western. And so there's there's kind of a long tradition 
of of having kids involved in that and seeing the way life life really is or really can be and so in in that sense um it's an interesting homage <laughs> but that, that's right. kind of all i have to say because it, it's okay. that's that's really a that's a tough question i don't know yeah, it, well, something I've been wrestling with as well, I, because I, I look unabashedly love this movie. Um, so th- 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 that that perspective, I, I just feel like I, I divorced myself from that and just enjoyed it. I did but too. Then, yeah. But then, so, but th- this 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 kind of viewpoint, because this person uh, works with kids, uh, this was maybe his like his. Uh, uh, viewpoint going in. This is something he thinks about frequently. So Daniel, how about you, man? Did this, did that bother you at all? Did you think anything about that? Or has, is that anything that, cause I haven't heard anybody really talking about that perspective. Yeah, so I'm just for, curious for the record too. She's 11. She's 11 years old in real life. So she's 11 yeah. years old in the movie too. They establish, they yeah. even, they, they mentioned something along those lines, but yeah, Daniel, how about you, man? Yeah. I, it honestly, I didn't think about it. So cause it's not I, just her either. There, there are other children. Yeah. There are a lot of kids in this movie. Let's but, let's be honest. I don't know. I think, yeah, you know, I can see both sides of that argument. Definitely. I, yeah. I, I don't want to belittle either side, but but I feel exactly what you said when she's filming it. Th- it's not something gruesome. It's not something. It's 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 probably fairly boring. Um, you know, being on set isn't always the most exciting thing. So I would be shocked if she felt in any way on well, set that not- she was part partaking in violence so um, that's not what necessarily what i'm talking about i don't i'm not really worried about the actress i'm more concerned about the portrayal of violence towards children in the actual film itself like the story that we are seeing there is a hefty amount of children involved in violent acts sure, well does I mean- that Guess what? Yeah. In in the real world, there are there are you know heavy amounts sure. of violence towards children. So I don't know. Personally, it doesn't it doesn't do you bother think it was me. Justified? Do you think? Do you think? I guess that's more my, my question is is like yeah, that's true. But there can also be violence for violence' sake, and that's like you know taking it too far. That is you know exploitative. It's not a good thing. But then there is violence that is justified and makes sense and makes the 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 story and the experience better. Do you feel like that line was ever crossed? Because obviously no, it didn't bother any of us, so I don't feel like that line was ever crossed for us. But I just retro retrospect, looking back, <laughs> I, I'm just wondering if like I've been desensitized or if that is actually just I that I, I just I, I connected more with the story and was on that level than actually thinking about you know the the character involved. Yeah, I, I don't personally. I, I'm sure I have been desensitized. I will not. Sure. I will not pretend yeah, that yeah, I yeah. haven't been. But uh, yeah, I, I feel like. I mean, they're clearly the villains here. There's no. I, I don't know. I didn't feel. I, I don't really. I don't really see that side of things. Yeah, it didn't really bother me. Well, and narratively well, too, it makes sense because, and this is a minor, minor, minor spoiler for anybody that doesn't want to hear anything. Skip forward like a minute, but. Yeah. In the major confrontation, the the people from Transigen aren't trying to just mercilessly kill the children. And no. So in that scenario, but the children are mercilessly right, kill, right, mercilessly right. killing them. And so that's right. <laughs> that's where I'm going. Is that? But the the yeah. whole con the whole conceit is that they have created these children's these children to be weapons. They have made right. them to be a weapon. And literal so weapon a literal is, right, yeah. a literal weapon. Right. And they have been hunted until they have no choice. And it's that narrative hook 
that actually gives Logan a reason to to defend them. So I think you know you got two things here. You've got one thing, which is is it just overtly uh, wrong, or is there a problem just having that kind of thing in general? I would right. say no, because in this scenario, it's narratively important to have that through line so that the characters are, have a motivation towards the ultimate resolution, in my opinion. Cool. So. Yeah, and you know, here, th- th- this is, I mean, honestly, I didn't mean for it to go this long. I just was curious because I thought this was an interesting angle that I'd thought about before. But for me, like, I feel when we get into spoilers, I'll, I'll justify this a little bit more. And so, but the relationship between. Logan and X-23, the the girl, um, I think is key to the level of violence that occurs. I think at the very beginning, Logan is very much trying to shield her from said things. Um, and once she is shows her true colors, the realization of what Logan's relationship with her can be gets to a heightened level and uh, there's some buy-in there that is very important and key to the rest of the film. I think if, if it was just some random children, if it was just some random uh, thing, there is, there is some things in this movie though, specifically later on, there's a, a family that they meet. You can talk about this in spoilers too, but you know, there, there's some, some pretty, you know, crazy things that happen. If, if it was just violence for violence sake, I think I would be more sensitive and say, man, that was just unnecessary. That was, but I really do feel like every moment of violence is impactful and it doesn't just impact, uh, to show blood on the screen, but also there is, and and I think you even mentioned this Chad, but there is a, uh, cost to it. It is costly. It is not just, um, you know, this, this glorified moment, it is a, oh man, this is not good. This violence is not something that I want to take part in or even be in. I'm uncomfortable here. This is not good. Um, and I think that, uh, in and of itself is a commentary on, on, on the character himself, but also, um, violence as a whole. So anyway, I, I appreciate you guys' insights on that. I just wanted to see if you, uh, came out, came away with the same thoughts that I did and I uh, just wanted to address and just see kind of where we were at. So is there anything else we want to talk about before we get into spoilers, guys, any other moments in the film or topics we want to discuss before we move on? No. Awesome. Okay, cool. So, as we normally do, before we move into spoilers, I'm just going to ask, Chad, is this worth seeing in the theater? Absolutely. 100% in the theater, yes. And my theater was packed, sold out, and it's a thrill ride. Uh, But it's a thrill ride emotionally, not just from an action standpoint. So, 100%, yes, you should see it in the theater. Awesome. Okay, Josh, how about you? I mean, sure. If (laughs) if you're going to see a superhero movie, even if it is a smaller scope superhero movie shall we say yeah it's it's still kind of a big screen movie i guess my theater was full too i saw it opening weekend so that's a good point that is a good point yeah it is it is a small scope but it is worth seeing on the big screen um daniel absolutely it's it's small scope but it's a really beautiful movie westerns are always beautiful movies and this is no exception see it on the big screen yeah. I mean, you know, my only disclaimer is realize this is a hard R film. This movie is brutal. There is violence. There are children, but it is, it is something that is, it is, it, it's, it's something that's it's wonderful. It is, it is a fantastic piece of filmmaking. And I hope 
I, I really do hope that Patrick Stewart gets nominated for something. I know we're out of out of season right now, but man, I feel like if this movie would have come out three months ago, we would have been talking about this movie getting awards um, because I think it is excellently done. It's brutal. It's beautiful. It is fantastic. Go see this movie in theaters. All right, let's move on into spoilers. First rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? You want to know how I got them? But there's so many places it would never occur to a hawk to hide. However, the reason the Führer's brought me off my Alps in Austria and placed me in French cow country today is because it does occur to me. Because I'm aware what tremendous feats human beings are capable of once they abandon dignity. And in a dream, I knew that he was going on ahead. He's fixing to make a fire somewhere out there in all that dark and all that cold. And I knew that whenever I got there, he'd be there. And then I woke up. The last but, shot in this movie is one of my favorite ending shots oh in a long time. That was a beautiful, Oof. beautiful ending. Yeah, you're talking Gross. about the cross down to an X. Yeah, that, that was amazing. Yeah, listen, yeah. I'm a grown man. I don't care. Oof. I... Unlike Josh, who may have gotten a little misty-eyed, I think I cried like five times towards the end of this <laughs> movie, and not like yeah. weeping, crying, but but and I was not alone. I mean, you could hear sniffing all around me, and it's just there's just something about number one. He's been in nine movies, but the fact that this we all know this is Jackman's last turn as a Wolverine. It's going yeah. out in a movie that we're all so thankful that is good. And then it's just (laughs) – they have developed the characters enough throughout this movie that when it gets time for the payoff, you're emotionally invested for real. And so it it was beautiful, and I agree, Daniel. I had no idea they were going to do that. And when she put that cross over, it was like, oh, game over, man. That is so awesome. (laughs) Yeah, that was – that was a wonderful moment. And again, like for me, I was already reeling from Xavier's death. Like I was, I was yeah, just expecting that to be, that. I know, man, I, I was just expecting that to be like a, uh, a dream sequence or uh, something that they were to be able to prevent. And then it was literally like, ah. no, 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 he's dead. He's dead. He's killed everybody in that house. Um, and it was like a, all of a sudden it turned into a horror movie. It was all of a sudden like Terminator. It was, uh, man, that, that moment heightened the the movie. Like you said, Chad, all of a sudden I felt like it had, had, uh, uh had weight. It had real consequences stakes, for what's at stakes. Yeah. That's the yeah. word I'm looking for. Yeah. That's, that's it. I was like, Whoa, they're and, letting them go there. And oh, I thought, man. I think just like everybody, I thought it was a dream sequence. Cause I was like, why is there a young Hugh Jackman? And then yeah. all of a sudden, Oh wait a minute! Yeah, it was that was that was crazy. Yeah, it was like Terminator. I'm telling you, like he literally because he moved like Terminator, and he was you know he looked like a young Hugh, Hugh Jackman, and then he he was fighting himself. It was just really like, and it was actually well done. Like I, the other like Terminator films, whenever they try and like or whenever the other films that they try and make people look younger in, and man, it actually looked like Hugh Jackman five, six years ago. It was, it was crazy. It was really well done. I thought that effect was great. Um, what did you guys think of the, uh, uh of that sequence, uh, in the farmhouse brutally killing the family and, uh, that whole sequence was that, what were you, what were you thinking in that moment? Cause for me, it was, like I said before, it, it, 
it was like tonal shift in the film. We went from a Western, mm-hmm. I felt like, yeah. to a horror film. What would you guys think? Yeah, that was that scene was rough. I yeah, but it it really <laughs> as as sad as it is for these these bit characters who were just in the movie for a few minutes. It was like this. It really felt thematically consistent. Like Logan brings this with him wherever yeah. he goes, and he can't mm-hmm. escape it. Yeah, that the, the sequence beforehand uh, with the the self driving trucks, with the getting that the, the family off the road and the horses getting loose, like what what other superhero movie takes the time to do that? It, it was it just it seemed very it seemed very like well crafted. Like you know we're gonna take a moment to think about this and let Charles use his mind powers for these horses, and we're gonna. It, it just it felt so great, like that that moment for me. I was just like, "Wow, I, this is this is a different thing." Obviously, before what came before was very different, but this too just felt like they're taking their time. They're telling a story. They're not going into this like crazy blue light in the sky, like I mentioned before. But this is this is definitely them trying to be more personal on a human level, connect. And then they ripped that away, and I was I yeah. was shocked. Well, it's a two hour and fifteen or two hour and twenty minute movie, and yeah. a very small sliver of that is is our action sequences, and yeah. you know, and at that point when he when Charles uses his his powers for the first time in the movie effectively, we get yeah. that glimpse yep. of of what he used to be. It's very moving, and it is, and it even. In oh, retrospect, man. even more so because we have no idea that that is almost the last time we're going to see anything like that happen. It's so um, sad. And I love the way I, lo- you know, I, I know this is a very controversial statement that I'm about to say, but I think the ending of No Country for Old Men is perfect. Now, m- most people don't like. Oh, sorry, spoilers for No Country for Old Men. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> most people don't like the fact that they didn't get the Hollywood payoff of the showdown. I right. like I like that movie because I like the way that it played off in that movie because your imagination fills in the blanks and the rest of the movie is so tightly constructed. It's and the it, Jaws effect. Right. The Jaws and, effect. Well, it really reminded me – Xavier's death in this movie reminded me somewhat of that same kind of feeling that I had in as much as it was so Brutal. unexpected. Yeah. It was yeah. just like – he he and you know, you know now I'm, I kind of feel like a sucker, but he has this beautiful moment of this is the best day that I can I can remember in forever, Gosh. and it's so wonderful. And then he's dead, and it's and it and he's really dead, and there's still a lot of movie left. But a movie that a movie that is interested in setting things up and paying them off in that way, and not in some grandiose over the top way where he gets a big monologue and he has clarity right at the end before he dies. Those things can be effective, but it wouldn't have worked in this world and in this movie. So it's just full yeah. of those little moments that make the whole piece come together even better, I think. Yeah, I can't agree with you more. Can't agree with you more. Anybody else want to talk about anything in spoilers here? Um, specifically, you know, stuff that we couldn't. I mean, the thing I was dancing around was the fact that she is his daughter. Um, and I think even if it's just genetically speaking, I still feel like for him that that elevated everything like he didn't want that to be true. Uh, It's okay. It's my daughter. I understand that. But who cares? You know, I I don't want to give her the life I had. But obviously she needs someone. And uh, I just I I thought it was 
I thought it was incredible. Like I thought it was, I'm going to give her the tools that she needs in order to survive. And then at the last minute, like doing the whole like sacrifice thing, it was just, it was incredible. What an amazing way to, to end, end it. And what an, what an amazing way to, to, to actually send that character off with, uh, a meaningful, wonderful ending that, that actually has an impact without, you know, some sort of grandiose world saving thing. He literally is just patching the torch onto X 23. I, I think that's incredible. It really was. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the part that I teared up wasn't, wasn't at the grave at the very last shot though. That was a very good shot. It was, it was the just blatantly emotionally manipulative, but it yeah. still worked was his last words. Yeah. Cause which were, was, which were, <laughs> She she calls him daddy like yeah, as the daddy as he's dying Ugh. like as as they're she's just standing over him I forget her exact words but she calls him daddy and that's he, it he looks yep. at her and his last words as he's kind of croaking them out are so that's what that feels like right. and Death. it's yeah. ooh yeah yep and then don't let them don't become what they want you to be or something like that that whole deal the whole thing for me what I couldn't understand. Because I'm, I'm obviously I'm a comic book nerd, and you know I love the X Men. I couldn't figure out why you know Logan had aged and was having difficulty healing. healing. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, that doesn't make any sense. That you know, why would they do that? And then them saying that the adamantium is the thing that is toxic for him. That's what's killing him from the inside. That is like such a cool. It's almost a throwaway line, but I was like, oh my gosh, how like poignant and poetic and whatever that is like i just it it just was so crazy that you know what is making him stronger is also what's killing him and it's also like his you know the instrument of death that he's you know this uh, just so many like layers on that and same with uh, xavier he he has the most powerful brain in the world and he has a degenerative brain disorder whatever it was i mean Man. I'm a little annoyed by that because that feels like it was never fully explained, and that's like I my agree. one what what's happening here. What, what do you mean fully? Which one? Are you talking about uh, uh, what, Xavier? Or? Yeah, just that how Xavier could get dementia or ALS or whatever he has. Yeah, well, I don't know that they ever. They, they I think that's the point. I think it's kind of what Chad is saying is they let you fill in those blanks. That that that's not. They don't want to go into. There is no really long extended period of uh, uh, of explanation or exposition yeah. in this movie. Yeah. It's more like just, oh no, this is the way the world is. Yeah, we're gonna drive past this wall. We're gonna have cars that definitely look like they're in the future, but not gonna really call attention to it. And yeah, you know, I think it, I, with those with <laughs> with both of them, you know, having physical problems, I think I think it's just that yes, they're they're mutants, but they're still humans. They can still. Yeah you know, have the same problems and diseases and whatever else that, that humans have that. I mean, that's just what I took from it, but I thought it was beautiful. Yeah. And I, and it was interesting too, about midway through this movie, I was like, man, this is like a X-Men version of children for old men. <laughs> yeah. Ch- children of men. Sorry. Children children for old men. <laughs> it <laughs> is that though. It's, it's children for old men. That's exactly what this is. That's what this movie is. Um, no, but that is, that is the children of men. Like there are no more mutants anymore. And then all of a sudden there's a new mutant. Um, and protecting that and, and Charles yeah. being, thinking that's so valuable and yeah, just so many great things. Yeah. I really do want to see this movie again. And what a great origin story simultaneously for X 23. I mean, right. it can't get any better. And, you know, I know we don't want to, 
we glorify the you know, we've praised this movie for all of the other things outside of the set pieces and the action, but the action in this movie is stellar. And yeah. you know, one scene in particular where he takes all of the serum, and we get just that small glimpse of the Wolverine of old is as yeah. thrilling as it gets. I mean, just and the way that it's shot, just the composition of the choreography. Is and the sound design of the slashing of meat. I have no idea. The Foley guy on this man alive. I don't know okay. what they were doing for those yeah. sides of beef, but it yeah. was um, it was really really spectacular. And then for him to have that crash, it's just it's just a it's a delight to get a quote unquote comic book movie that that has so has been so well thought out uh, and executed. And I hope you know this is just like any other genre of film. Eventually, uh, you know, you've heard lots of people say comic book movies are going to die. They're not ever going to die. They're here, but they will hopefully continue to evolve like this one has and elevate and become more interesting. Because when you watch a movie like this, and and I can just contrast it with I watched Civil War. Laura and I, my wife, watched Civil War maybe a week ago. And it's the first time I'd seen it since I saw it in the theater. And it ended, and I was like, oh, it was fun. It was fun. Um, And then I watched a movie like this, and I'm like, oh, man, there is such a qualitative difference that I just don't – I just am – I'm to the point now where if I'm going to get six or seven or eight of the Civil War kinds of movies – I'm I'm getting close to to where Josh has been for like two years. Is I just it's just almost not worth the investment. Now I'm going to be there. I'm going to go, but I hope that we can find ways to keep going. Not necessarily just rated R. I don't yes, just want you for violence. Yes. I just don't. I don't want gritty. But but that whatever is appropriate to the story, it will be more along the line of let's just tell the best story, not whatever is the four quadrant demographic that's going to. You know, sell the most tickets. I know I'm living in a fantasy land, but that's at least what I hope. Uh-huh. Well, no, I think as long as the fact that here's the deal is if they can make the movie that is that tells the story the best. So, No Country for Old Men doesn't work as a PG-13 movie. It just doesn't. It the 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 subject matter doesn't fit into PG-13, right? And so, this subject matter doesn't fit into PG-13. It justifies its R rating. It justifies its more mature tone right and so the moment that these movies do it just to copy it you know what i mean like i i, I want to make it uh, it's going to be just like uh, uh just like logan blah blah blah, blah. it's going to be rated r blah, blah blah that's when everything kind of dies but if we can have people who care about the subject matter and make the movie and because they made the movie whatever story if it's mature if it's um light if it's whatever like i feel like there are as long as they're true to the story, it'll 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 mean something. And if they do things that are a little strange, a little weird, that the studios will give the creators, the directors, the leeway in order to make those films. And I think, like I said before, it, Logan wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Deadpool being so out there and crazy. Um, I think Logan. Uh, they had. They said there was a PG thirteen version of this movie, and they just didn't want to make it. They said, "No, that's." That's not the movie we want to make. We can't do what we want to do if you force us into that four quadrant. Uh, you know, we have to hit all those hit all those points. So there's one more thing that I want to talk about. But so, but is there anything else that you guys want to discuss before we get to this final thing that has absolute well has a little to do with, but not much to do with the movie that we just watched. <laughs> not much to do with it. Yeah, um, I will say just to circle back around to the to the kid violence thing. I think yeah. that in the world of the movie, 
I feel like they fully justified the violence. Yeah. My only thing was like these kids in real life, um, should they be allowed to see their own movie? It's, it's, that was, that was a weird disconnect for me. I feel like they, they completely explained the reason why these kids are escaping is that they didn't want to fight and that they, they will only fight when absolutely forced to. And so to me that, that all felt, that all felt well explained and well dealt with. Totally agree. Totally agree. Good. Yeah, because I even wanted that. I was like, "Come on, you guys are weapons. Use your yeah. <laughs> put an end to this foolishness." And they wouldn't. No, we want to go to Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it and it, and and that that one moment when they they have that guy, you know, down and like <clears throat> wrapped in the the foliage or whatever, and he's and they kill him brutally. It is not. <clears throat> It's not like glorified. It is like a horrifying oh, moment. You're just like, I don't yeah. like this. Um, so he deserved I, I every bit handled, of it. Yeah, huh? it no, no, don't get me wrong. He did, but I'm just saying, like, th- I never felt like they sat here and they were like, yeah, watch these little 10 year olds kill these people in gruesome ways. Yeah, this is fun, isn't it? <clears throat> I thought more like, oh my gosh, I don't, this is. I mean, yeah, they deserve it, but Lord, this is not this is not happy fun times right now. This isn't Guardians of the Galaxy I'm watching right now, where you know I'm having a good time watching these kids slice and dice these other these other guys. So yeah, I I, I feel like they did justify it, and they, and they put it in the end of the world where it wasn't just violence for violence' sake. So agreed. Okay, cool. All right, anything else? No. Nope. Go on with your okay. tangent. Let's hear it. Here's the tangent. This movie had no post-credit sequence, right? However, it did have a pre-movie role. So my question to you guys is, what did you think of the like four-minute short film that played before Logan? How how did that how did that play to you? Josh, I really want to know what you think first before we get to the other screeners. So what did you think of the little uh the movie before the movie. I thought it was, I liked the, the inversion of it all. I liked how it started yeah. with that and then ended with a Johnny cash song and everyone was able to leave the theater after that. It was, that was nice. Right. Uh, as for the short itself, I, <laughs> I'm of two minds about it. I thought it was funny. I thought what they did with the, you know, the superhero changing in the telephone booth was, was Amazing. hilarious. Yes. But on, on the other hand, that, that guy died. I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, and, and again, like, here's the thing, like, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. I, I, it was just, it's a weird tonal shift from. It, yeah. It really was like, B. here's this. Yeah. It's completely comic, completely farcical. And then yeah. we move into a, a gritty Western. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't know quite what the, what the thought process was other than, the fact that this is how Deadpool advertises. Exactly. He shows up in other people's, other people's movies. Daniel. <laughs> Deadpool's coming, but not soon enough. I mean, that's, that's pretty fun. clever. <laughs> that's pretty clever. Pretty clever. Daniel, what did you think about, about Deadpool? I thought it was better than Deadpool. The movie. I thought oh. it was fantastic. <laughs> really? Uh, wow. That all, yeah. that's all that Deadpool, the movie was though. I mean, that, that is yeah. literally, come on. Yeah. So, and I like Deadpool. Okay, but I, I did not. I didn't love the movie, and but I loved the short film. I thought that was hilarious. 
Yeah, I thought it was great. And, and I thought it was great that they started with it because n- nobody knew that this was happening. Like, they did not advertise this at all or publicize right. it or anything. Yeah. And so for them to kick off what we know from the advertising is going to be a dark, dour movie, to kick it off with that, yeah. I-, I thought it was amazing. I thought it caught, every- it caught me so off guard. Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. All right, Chad, how about you? What did yeah, you think I'm actually the polar opposite of Daniel in as much as I thought the I thought the short was more clever than it was actually funny. I mean, it was very clever, but I didn't it it wasn't like super funny to me. Where I thought the the movie the first movie was hysterically funny, um, but yeah. all it does for me is it shows that they still understand the tone of the character and that the sequel hopefully will be more of the same. I mean. Deadpool's the kind of character that you just want you just want to hang out with and be around. And so yeah. as long as they keep the emphasis on that, then it's going to be great. But I I, I do agree that um, I had no idea that was coming. And as a matter of fact, the, the guy sitting next to me leaned over to the person he was sitting beside and asked her or actually said, I didn't know he was in this movie. So, you know, <laughs> it, it was it was it was very clever. It was very clever. I enjoyed it for sure. Yeah, it was very Pixar esque. Um, I just like I like you said, Josh. I like the inversion of it um, because the, if I if if that would have been at the end of the movie, it would have been totally wrong. Yeah, that would uh, been awful. Yes, totally wrong. But at the beginning of it, it it does set this kind of like you know silly like moment where we can all kind of like breathe for a second, and then we're gonna be brutal for the next two and a half hours. Um, so I, I quite enjoyed it. I thought it was hilarious. I didn't know it was coming either. I, I, I had heard there was supposed to be a trailer attached to, to Logan that, uh, was going to be, anyway, I, I had, I figured it was going to be a Deadpool thing, but I didn't know what it was. Um, and I just, I laughed my butt off, especially that they were able to use the Superman theme in a Marvel movie. Pretty great. Like, and he's walking past Logan playing in the cinema. I mean, I, it just was, it's it, was clever. it was perfect. It's clever. Yes, it was I, perfect. I will say this, though. There were at least, I'm, I mean, without putting the number on it, there were 70% of my audience stayed all the way through the credits. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and then they, just got, and then they just got up and they're, yeah. And I told a couple of people around, I was like, there's nothing after. And they're like, well, I don't trust it. I don't trust it. I was like, okay, good luck with that. The, the guy next to me, I stood up afterwards. And he's like, no, man, sit down. Sit down. We, there's, there's always stuff after. And I was like, no, there's nothing after this. He's like, no, there's always stuff after. It's like, hey, listen, there's there's not going to be anything. He was arguing with me. You should have sat like, there and no, waited I, beside him just to prove a point. It, no, why? The whole time. Why? I was just to look I, at I, him and be like, I win. I was right. I was right. To prove a point. That's something that you would do, Chad. Correct. Well, no, I think I think this proves I, I was reading an article. This is the last thing I'll say. I was reading an article with the gal who is the the head of 20th Century Fox's new push on these uh, these films. Deadpool being the very first one. Uh, that did so well. In fact, in fact, it was the it's the best performing superhero movie of all time, the most profitable superhero movie of all time, Deadpool, uh, which is crazy to think. Uh, this one, I'm sure, <clears throat> will probably follow in that footstep. You know, if it continues on the trajectory that it's on, so it, it may uh, end up eclipsing that just because it's a more uh, recognizable character. Um, and then what they're doing on television right now with Legion uh, is very different than anything else that's on TV or anything that's ever been done with superheroes. So I really do think we are beginning to get 20th Century Fox's version of what 
the X-Men universe can be. Uh, and I think they're carving out a niche that is really interesting and different from anything else that Marvel Studios is doing. Certainly anything that Warner Brothers is doing with DC's property. Um, so I think Fox, as it turns out, even though X-Men Apocalypse wasn't all that great, I feel like they realized that that kind of movie trying to go directly against what Marvel Studios is doing is not effective. But this kind of off kilter very kind of uh, different take on the superhero franchise might be their niche. And I think we're going to be getting a lot more of this in the future and I'm excited for it. So that's all I've got. Anything else you guys want to say before we wrap up? Go see Logan. Yeah, definitely go see Logan. All right. Well, let us know what you think of this episode and any of the other ones that we have done. Go to our Facebook page, comment, like. We are sharing a lot of content on that Facebook page, and uh, we'd love for you to be in on the discussion. So we'll see you very soon. We're going to be doing a short bonus episode for Kong Skull Island, and then we'll do a full episode featuring Beauty and the Beast. Looking forward to seeing you guys soon. Talk to you later. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to ScreenersPodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.